Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, hello. Right, you are going to have to bear with me today. You're going to have to bear with all the noise because in my garden I have got hundreds of pigeons. They all seem to have descended on my garden. We've got lots of different birds out there. Um, we've got magpies and we've got lots of different little ones but the majority of them are pigeons there are hundreds of them and every so often one of them will spook all the rest and they all shoot off up into the sky and the noise of their wings all going off at once is horrendous so you will have to excuse me i'm afraid um because oh they're annoying me so much but i can't shut the window because it's just too too hot oh right how are we it is thursday and i don't have to go to work go to work go to work <laughs> exciting stuff okie cokey right um we had oh excuse me we had a oh did you hear that that is what they sound like when they all take off together oh so annoying um right let's have a look so did you get the, the not the quiz the riddle from yesterday i'm quite excited about the riddle for today um, I don't know whether you can hear that squeaking noise. That is a mummy magpie um, shouting to her little baby um, <laughs> and telling it to hurry up and get here um, because food is there. Uh, right. Anyway, the, da -da 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 -da, the riddle from yesterday. Oh, what was it? OK, it was what has 10 letters and starts with gas. Well, okie dokily. Um, it's a bit of a cheating one, really, because were you all thinking of a word that starts with gas? So I don't know that, actually. G-A-S-O-L-I-N-E. No, gasoline is an eight-letter word. Um... So it couldn't have been gasoline anyway. So 10 letters starts with gas. Automobile. Mm, there you go. 10 letters. And of course it starts with gas because you put gas in it to make the car start. Ooh, bit of a cheaty one. So today, today's riddle is really good. I love it. Okay. So listen very carefully and just see if you can get it. OK, so there's a square room. So obviously, if there's a square room, there are four corners in it. OK, so there is a cat in each corner. So that's four cats, one in each corner of the room. In front of each cat... There are three cats. So how many cats are in the room? Ooh, 
think you can guess that one it's quite difficult so i hope that you can prove to me how clever you are by getting that i really do um and the fun fact today um is quite good and i i don't think because i don't drink very much but by the time a person reaches 70 years old seven zero they will have consumed over 12,000 gallons of water. Whoa. That's a lot. Um, but it's not really a lot when you think about you're supposed to drink about four gallons, three, three gallons, three, no, three litres a day, isn't it? Not three gallons, <laughs> three litres a day. Um, but... I don't think, because I don't drink anywhere near three litres a day. I'm lucky if I drink a litre. I am terrible. I'm always being told to drink more. Um, it's very bad for you if you don't drink. Um, oh, excuse me. So I'm not sure that I will have uh, reached 12,000 gallons by the time I'm 70. <laughs> Definitely not. Maybe by 100, if I live to 100. Right. Well, now we have an impossible question from Bethany. Why can't I tickle myself? said Bethany. Well, track down a member of your family and tell them that you're going to tickle them in the name of science. Watch what happens when you do. Okay. Next, ask them to try tickling themselves. Do they wriggle or giggle or squirm in the same way? Most people find it impossible to tickle themselves. To find out why scientists tickled people while they were inside a powerful brain scanner and watched the goings-on in their volunteers' brains. They discovered that two parts of our brain get activated when we're being tickled. The part that uses information collected by our nerves to work out what's touching the skin and the part that works out if we're feeling pleasure or pain. With tickling, it's often hard to tell. However, when we try to tickle ourselves, a third part of our brain gets involved. <laughs> so this part predicts what is going, what it's going to feel like. So before the messages from your skin... Can you, sorry, can you hear those birds? They are so noisy, honestly. So before the messages from your skin even reach, reach your brain, the third part has reacted by sending out signals that tell the normal, normal, can't speak, normally tickle sensitive parts of your brain to ignore what's about to happen. This ability to ignore things can be very, very helpful. It stops you collapsing into giggles every time you wash under your chin or 
put your hands on your hips because that's where you're ticklish, isn't it? There. If somebody else puts their hands on your hips, then you tickle. But if you do it, every time you put your hands on your hips, what would happen? You'd collapse into giggles. So that would be no good, would it? So actually, it's a good thing that we have that third part of our brain. So there you go. We have a part of our brain that tells us to ignore what's going to happen next. There we go. So that is why we can't tickle ourselves because of that third part of the brain. So, oh my goodness me, but it was a very good question, Beth. Um, right. What day is it today? I love today's days. First of all, it's World Rainforest Day, so we should be working out how we're going to save the rainforest. It's Be Kinder Day, okay? So just be kind to everyone. It's National Mwah! Kissing Day. <laughs> so you have to kiss somebody, even if it's only your mum or your dad. You've just got to go, Happy National Kissing Day! <laughs> and it is National Onion Ring Day. <gasps> Love onion rings. And even better than onion rings, National Chocolate Eclair Day. I love chocolate eclairs. Chocolate cakes with, well, they're not chocolate cakes, are they? They're like chew pastry cakes with um, chocolate icing on the top and cream in the middle. Oh, my goodness. They are so lovely. Do, do, do love it. Oh, excuse me. So there we have it. That is all the days of today or for today. Um, now, today, I thought we would read a new book. OK, now the book itself is called. Um, here we go. What is it? Beatrix Potter um, Collection. OK, and the first one, first story in it is called The Tale of Peter Rabbit. So I thought we'd read The Tale of Peter Rabbit first. Okay, so here goes. The Tale, if I could stop yawning, The Tale of Peter Rabbit. So, once upon a time, there were four little rabbits. And their names were Flopsy, Mopsy, Cottontail and Peter. They lived with their mother in a sandbank underneath the root of a very big fir tree. Now, my dears, said old Mrs Rabbit one morning, you may go into the fields or down the lane, but don't go into Mr McGregor's garden. Your father had an accident there. He was put in a pie by Mrs McGregor. 
Now run along and don't get into mischief. I am going out. Then old Mrs Rabbit took a basket and her umbrella and went through the woods to the baker's. She bought a loaf of brown bread and five currant buns. Flopsy, Mopsy and Cottontail, who were good little bunnies, went down the lane to gather blackberries. But Peter... Mmm, who was very naughty, ran straight away to Mr. McGregor's garden and squeezed under the gate. First he ate some lettuces and some French beans, oh my goodness, and then he ate some radishes. And then, feeling rather sick, he went to look for some parsley. <gasps> but round the end of a cucumber frame, whom should he meet but Mr McGregor? Mr McGregor was on his hands and knees planting out young cabbages, but he jumped up and ran after Peter waving a rake and calling out, Stop, thief! Peter was most dreadfully frightened. He rushed all over the garden, for he'd forgotten the way back to the gate. He lost one of his shoes among the cabbages and the other shoe amongst the potatoes. After losing them, he ran on four legs and went faster, so that I think he might have got away altogether if he had not, unfortunately, ran into a gooseberry net and got caught by the large buttons on his jacket. It was a blue jacket with brass buttons, quite new. Peter gave himself up for lost and shed big tears, but his sobs were overheard by some friendly sparrows who flew to him in great excitement and implored him to exert himself. Mr McGregor came up with a sieve, which he intended to pop upon the top of Peter, but Peter wriggled out just in time, leaving his jacket behind him, and rushed into the tool shed and jumped into a watering can. It would have been a beautiful thing to hide in, if it had not had so much water in it. Mr McGregor was quite sure that Peter was somewhere in the tool shed, perhaps hidden beneath a flower pot. He began to turn them over carefully, looking under each one. Presently, Peter sneezed. Kerchoo! Mr McGregor was after him in no time. Tried to put his foot upon Peter, who jumped out of a window, upsetting three plants. The window was too small for Mr McGregor. Oh, and he was too tired of running after Peter. So he went back to his work. Peter sat down to rest. He was out of breath and trembling with fright, and he had not the least idea which way to go. Also, he was very damp with sitting in that can. After a time, he began to wander about, going lippity, lippity, not very fast, and looking all round. 
He found a door in a wall, but it was locked, and there was no room for a fat little rabbit to squeeze underneath. An old mouse was running in and out over the stone's doorstep, carrying peas and beans to her family in the wood. Peter asked her the way to the gate, but she had such a large pea in her mouth that she could not answer. She only shook her head at him. Peter began to cry. Then he tried to find his way straight across the garden, but he became more and more puzzled. Presently he came to a pond where Mr McGregor filled his water cans. A white cat was staring at some goldfish. She sat very, very still, but now and then the tip of her tail twitched as if it were alive. Peter thought it best to go away without speaking to her. He had heard about cats from his cousin, Little Benjamin Bunny. He went back towards the tool shed, but suddenly, quite close to him, he heard the sound of a hoe. Scritch! Scratch! Scratch! Scritch! Peter scuttered underneath the bushes, but presently, as nothing happened, he came out and climbed upon a wheelbarrow and peeped over. The first thing he saw was Mr McGregor hoeing onions. His back was turned towards Peter, and beyond him was the gate. Peter got down very quietly off the wheelbarrow and started running as fast as he could go along a straight walk behind some blackcurrant bushes. Mr McGregor caught sight of him at the corner, but Peter did not care. He slipped under the gate and was safe at last in the wood outside the garden. Mr McGregor hung up the little jacket and the shoes for a scarecrow to frighten the blackbirds. Peter never stopped running or looked behind him till he got home to the big fir tree. He was so tired that he flopped down upon the nice soft sand and on, sat on the floor of the rabbit hole and shut his eyes. His mother was busy cooking. She wondered what he had done with his clothes. It was the second little pair pair of shoes and jacket that Peter had lost in a fortnight. I am sorry to say that Peter was not very well during the evening. His mother put him to bed and made some chamomile tea and she gave a dose of it to Peter. One spoonful, tablespoonful to be taken at bedtime. But... Flopsy, Mopsy and Cottontail had bread and milk and blackberries for supper. Well, that hopefully will make him think twice about being naughty in future, don't you think? Deary me, I don't know. <sighs> fancy, fancy being so naughty and losing his clothes like that. I don't know. So if your mummy tells you not to go in Farmer McGregor's garden, do as you're told. <laughs> don't think. Somehow.
that um they she will tell you that though do you <laughs> oh my goodness so i am going to the library a little bit later on i'm going to the library and i am um what else am i doing not a lot actually um I'm getting my daughter is going to the Isle of Wight next month with the school. So we're getting some things ready for her. It's my birthday next week. So all excited about that. Um, yeah, no, that's it really. Not a lot. Um, at the moment, uh, we've had four um people have said they don't want me to reread uh the wishing chair amelia jane and uh the enchanted wood but we have an awful lot more people who've said yes we would like you to so um at the moment it's looking like a yes but only you can tell only you can say so anyway anyway um i am gonna go and get my children up and get them sorted for school oh and just chill today i think apart from the library <laughs> anyway you make sure that you have the most amazing day and i will See you all again tomorrow. Make sure you take care and stay safe. Bye for now.